Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEI. Just got maybe my favorite text of all time as we rejoin our number two of Fitzy and Hart to kick off Tom Brady week here on WEEI, Boston Sports Original. Thank you very much to everyone taking us in today. WEEI.com, the Odyssey app. If you don't have it downloaded today, of course, you can catch up on all your favorite programming, the past hour of the show, and so much more with the Odyssey app. Take Boston Sports Original with you anywhere you go as well. Uh, our fabulous affiliates all throughout New England and Patriots Nation. Just got a great text from Christian Fourier, who will be joining us in about 15 minutes' time. He's currently sitting at home with his kids getting ready for back to school, and he says, man, I got Rambo First Blood on TV, Rambo 2 is coming up, and then I got Fitzy and Hart. Wow, talk about a Labor Day. That's that, that's, <laughs> that's 11. Fourier, you are living my way, my man. That is how you do it. Now, is it okay to mention Rambo and not have to go into a whole RoboCop routine now, Andy? No, Rambo is... is now, if you went with some um, random line from Rambo, other than nothing is over, nothing... Hey, don't forget, Rambo was made three years prior to RoboCop, yet you were such an ageist towards me when I said that RoboCop was still relevant. But Rambo, that's fine, because it's Stallone, right? No, you know the difference? What did Christian what? just say? What did he tell you? He just said, he said, what a great start to the day. But, but why? What's on? Because Rambo's on. I don't stumble upon RoboCop. I stumble upon Rambo all the time. You're just obviously not watching the right channels. Where is RoboCop? It's anywhere, it's anywhere you Robocop need it to be. is not in the regular rotation like Rambo is because or it's Rocky a, it, is or Marvel It is very is often or... on TNT. It's on sci-fi. It's on all the important I disagree. channels. I and it's disagree. also super violent, so it's not the easiest movie to rewatch. Oh, and Rambo isn't? Not nearly as... I mean, uh, trust me, Robocop is... Most down far... countries. <laughs> yeah, he literally does sit there in a helicopter <laughs> going like... Back and forth, just mowing people down. I think it's pretty such, violent. Such a ridiculous movie. Only to be topped, in terms of 1980s ridiculous, the apex, the pinnacle of 1980s uh, you know, hyper-violence, surreality, and beyond is still Commando. 
Have you yes. rewatched Commando? I have not recently? seen Commando in a long time. No, no, no. no I no. would highly recommend next time you come home, day on the boat, doing Andy Hart things, uh, maybe sit down with uh, with your son if he's not, you know, playing football or getting ready for the next game, whatever, and just be like, all right, son, this is how ridiculous the movies were when your dad was growing up. Good Pop it on. Just the one man that literally fills a rowboat with machine guns, grenades, and rocket-propelled grenades and goes to an island and kills like 500 people just so he can f- f- uh, take on an old nemesis and rescue his daughter, played, of course, by Alyssa Milano. I mean, it's just, it is absolutely spectacular. That's an action it's, movie, baby. That's how it's supposed that, to be. That's the way they were supposed to be. So when people see movies like John Wick now and they're like, oh, man, this has redefined the way action movies are made. Sure, because of the the art of gun-fu, as they like to call the hyper-stylized action sequences that Keanu Reeves and Chad Stokelski, the former stunt coordinator turned director, came up with. But, uh, dude, I mean, just go back. Treat yourself, treat yourself one of these nights, Andy, and go back and have a nice little uh, commando style viewing. And you know and what? Remind me, how did that sound effect go? <laughs> Pretty much. Anytime we have a call, anytime, anytime a call comes through, uh, Joe, just play that sound, and we'll know when we, we need to go. <laughs> oh, look at this here. As we, as Andy and I, uh oh, there's a call in line one right now. Joe and Randolph wants to join us on Tom Brady Day. Hi, Joe. How are you? Well, good morning, boys. How you doing? Doing very well today. Happy Labor Day. To you as well, friend. Good. Well, I just uh, guess I'm going to stir the pot a little bit with some bad memories about Trader Tom. Uh, You know, we spent 20 years screaming our lungs out, cheering for this guy to be successful. And then he hot foots it out to Tampa Bay. And on his very first interview with the Tampa Bay media, he says he's never, ever going back to New England, and that 90% of what he said while he was here was untrue. And now we're going to welcome this guy back with the standing ovation and all of the, uh, you know, all of the attributes that he did perform while he did perform great while he was here. I mean, to leave the way he did and just throw us in his rearview mirror I don't think that's appropriate, and I really question his welcome back party. Oh, well, Joe, I will say this: Have you? I will ask you this rather: Have you ever been in a relationship where? You, oh, there goes Joe. Wow, maybe he's on his way over to uh, uh, Linwood Pizza to go cheer himself up. With, I don't know. I don't know much else about Randolph. Um, but I ask you this, Andy: Who among us hasn't been in a relationship where things went south, and then we've said, "That's it. I'm never talking to that person again." Uh, I've, I devalue our time together. Uh, it's all about whatever's next, not what's in my rear view or what's, ha- what's happened recently. And then later on, time, which supposedly heals all wounds, yep. you reconcile, uh, smooth things out, we grow older, we get more graceful. I don't know, like, I was, I was certainly, at the time, I, I almost feel badly about the fact that you know, uh, it was all Patriots for me and I couldn't root for Brady the same way in Tampa, obviously not even close to the same way that I could in Foxborough and I was bummed about it as well. And, you know, I was, I, between the, in the divorce, we were left with Belichick and not the other parent Brady, who then went on to have other kids vis-a-vis a Tampa team and won a Super Bowl. And ugh, I don't want to have to remember that and share that with him, but I, I can't call him traitor Tom. I mean, wasn't he basically, I know people change or rather you like to say Belichick really didn't Brady did. Mm. Uh, but, you know, Brady didn't get the contract he deserved. Brady didn't 
wasn't told like, go ahead and write your own check. You deserve to finish your career here for everything that you've done. Belichick soldiered on the way he did. Brady still wanted to play football. And if anything, now, in hindsight, while I do wish he finished his career here, even though it may not have been to the championship returns that it was in previous decade, it may have been to diminishing returns, you know, he got to go and have fun the rest of the way. And looks like he really enjoyed the, you know, the vic- the professional victory lap of his career before now he's coming back for the overdue emotional one with his fans in New England. Yeah, he... Um... He was pushed out the door like they clearly pushed him out the door. But once he was out the door, did he say and do some things that he probably regrets now or probably didn't need to? Joe's right. He did. He did make comments about never coming back here in the winters and the parades were cold and the parades were better there and the, the Super Bowl ring was better there. Like he said things in ways that I think intentionally kind of pushed buttons back in New England. Now, I will say, if you remember when he came back, um, during the regular season, and he said, like, this uh, this community, I'll, when I'm done playing, I'll be part of this community again. Like, he started to open the door toward that when he when he was doing his post-game press conference here at Gillette Stadium. Um, but I also would say what you said. Are you going to let a few things he did and said for a few months when he broke up with you make, like, ruin the 20 years of success and fun and greatness and like? I hold a grudge as much as anyone. You know that. And I wasn't rooting for Brady in Tampa. I didn't really like the way he changed over the second part of his career here and different things. But I'm still going to remember the great times and the greatness of who he was and the good things he did for everybody in the New England organization and all the regions. So, Joe, I think Bill Belichick would even be proud of the grudge you're keeping, Joe, because even Bill has softened on his grudges. (laughs) Uh, Bill's in the car. He wants to weigh in on Brady and our previous caller. How are you, Bill? Gentlemen, how are you? Good. Very well. First of all, I'm glad you uh, corrected what Joe said. He never, ever said New England. He said New England. He said the Northeast. He didn't like the weather. Right. The last four or five years, he was right. The last four or five years he was here, people were crucifying him over the little things. You know what he's like? He's like uh, popcorn paint over a bad ceiling. He covered up all the blemishes of the bad drafting, of some of the bad signings, what have you, and he made it work. I think I called up numerous times when he was on the way out the door, and the people that were crucifying him, and I said, the guy deserves a medal as large as the sun, because he made it all happen. He made it all happen for Belichick to do what he did, because if his star player could take Belichick's crap, all he had to do was point to Brady, and they all fell in line. The guy's got to get over it, and everyone else who has something about Brady's got to get over it. He brought us to nine Super Bowls. He won six of them. My God. Anyways, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's all that needs to be said right there. He brought us to nine Super Bowls. He won six of them. My God. Uh, you'll never have it better. He won six of them, or they won six. They won six. That's he where was I a, would parse words a little bit. Sure, the defense, but he the kicker, the different things uh, yeah. that made. Well, plays also Brady did lead the drive. He had the stones with Weiss to make those plays, and he sure. did. He threaded the needle to Troy Brown on that pass that was really basically put them in Vinatieri. I mean, Vinatieri's kick would have been good from sixty-eight. He blasted that thing so hard. You know, he he hit those passes to Troy Brown and Dion Branch on the drive that set up. Uh, that set up Vinatieri as well. Of course, John Casey played a large part in that by giving them the ball on the 40, kicking the ball out of bounds after the Ricky Pearl touchdown. 
Brady did not see. That's the one thing. Brady didn't win all those football games by himself singularly. Brady didn't just win every Super Bowl by himself. He'd be the first to tell you. Belichick would agree. He was a large, significant part. Uh, he was uh, obviously maybe the most instrumental part throughout the entire thing. I mean, that's the constant running thread. I agree with Bill in the car as well. Brady was, I like to call him, the Foxborough flex seal. You could have slapped him on absolutely anything. He dug them out of so many holes, led so many impromptu drives. I mean, you only have to go back to 2013, Andy, to think of my absolute favorite non-championship Boston Sports Sunday, the day where David Ortiz hits the Grand Slam in the eighth inning against the Detroit Tigers and Torrey Hunter falls into the bullpen. A few hours prior to that was the unlikely comeback against the New Orleans Saints, throwing the ball twice on fourth down to Austin Colley, hitting Edelman, and then ultimately finding Kenbrell Tompkins in the back corner of the end zone. I mean, Whew, remember that receiving core? Oh, what, good old a days. Aaron Dobson, Kenbrell Tompkins. Stink, stunk. Yeah, you want to talk about stink, stank, stunk. Boyce, Tompkins, and Dobson? Woof. Yeah, but yeah, still, nice. they made it happen. He he always made it happen. Uh, but he yeah, did. I think it's 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 reasonable pushback to say no, he didn't do it by himself. But at the same time, I mean, come on, let's let's get over any sort of hard feelings or any butt hurt people have over going to Tampa and the way things went. And I don't want to go back to the Northeast because it's cold. The weather does more often than not suck up here. But you know what? We were able to endure all of it thanks to Brady. We set our clocks, our watches, our calendars, our social lives. We programmed it all around twelve for twenty years. So, you know, give him a little, hey, how are you, and thanks for the memories this Sunday, would you? I don't think that's going to be a problem. 617-779-7937 is your number. When we come back, it's foyer time. We'll check in on everything from college football to Tom Brady and beyond, as well as get an e a little bit of a too early look at what foyer thinks is going to go down Sunday between Pats and Eagles when we come back. But first, sports news now. Joe Braverman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tight end Christian Coria, his second touchdown catch of the season. Great. Same four pass plays over and over again. Off the play fake, Brady looking in zone, lots it in to the tight end, Christian Fourier. In a video, he paid me to edit together, produce, and post on YouTube just for the glory day he lived in. 
Those were some highlights of the good old days of Tom Brady throwing touchdown passes to our next guest. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, you know him as the co-host of the Midday Program. He is the Fourier of Gresham Fourier, one of the favorite targets of the champion who returns home Sunday for his victory lap tribute and adulation. And once again, the first person to ever catch a touchdown pass at Gillette Stadium, the Razor, the one and the only... Oh, yay. Christian Fourier joins us. Hello. Hey, what's Hello. up, my guy? How about that? Like, is that, is that, that must be the way to get, like, you know, a positive rejoinder is to be a guest. I mean, I get it now. Like, when guests come <laughs> on, like, we build them up. But, like, I mean, geez, that's pretty nice. I feel pretty good right now. You should, Christian. Like, I've told you a million times. First, I love hearing you <laughs> doing the uh, – the color work on college football again. The other night, oh, all of us, yes, all of us degenerates had money on the Connecticut game. That. <laughs> That's why we stayed out. We I stayed have a question out of to touch ask you, you before the game. <laughs> I know, Andy. Andy, listen, listen. We will talk about this off air because, and you guys are both texting me. I only got to respond to Andy, <laughs> uh, but I did get to tell him exactly what was going on. And Andy, between you and I, we will discuss this. Off air. We're not going to get into it now. We can't get into it now. But I hear you, and I agree Mm -hmm. with you, and it's a funny story, by the way. Just perfect. I was like, there's four years. I'm going to lose my other job. No, No, it was was great. I've told you I love hearing you call in college football games because it's such a passion of yours as well. And then I love hearing the highlights of the good old days, like because now it's just always like, ah, Fourier, you and Grass, shut up, come on, blah, blah. like and people just they can never be happy with the work we do on the radio. But the the previous you, the earlier you, that like those are the good old days, man. Scorier, like, Christian Scorier, exactly. you had a run. Yeah, dude. Andy, I think Andy called that. I think yes. Andy, that was Andy's invention. I think we you stopped loved it. you. You at named Patriots.com. him Scorier. I did. You named Christian you- Scorier. That's yep. an un- look at you. Wow. You've been doing the dad jokes and the puns well before we started doing radio. I yeah. built him up to tear him down. I built him up as Christian Scorier, <laughs> and, and then I mocked him for tripping on the 20-yard line <laughs> at Belichick's uh, behest. Uh, it's great. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, so, Christian. It is, a, it is a crazy week, though. It's I know, like, I'm mm-hmm. just a, it's funny, like, you know, it's a big Brady week, Brady celebration. You know, it was interesting, you know, like, while I was doing that game, they had some, like, you know, CBS executives come into the booth and, you know, and they, these guys really handle like the NFL side, but there's a guy, we were in the area. We just wanted to come see the game, whatever, you know, cause that uh, Dan Hurley was being like, uh, you know, uh, they're yep. doing a whole Dan Hurley celebration thing with the uh, UConn basketball team. And that's all they were talking about was Brady day and what they were going to do. And, you know, what they could tell me, what they couldn't tell me, which was really nothing, you know, like, you know, asking me what guys are coming into town and how big of a game is it going to be? Like, they can't wait for this game to happen. And, it is, it is like, going to be I – mean, I can't remember a time where I was like, you know, maybe when Brady's return after that knee surgery, you know, uh, maybe when he got suspended, you know, yep. as far as, like, a Brady return, like, which one is is more anticipated? Like, after the knee surgery, after he got suspended, uh, or this one? I was actually – I'm sure Andy was at least there for 2009, the Monday Night Affair where Leotis McKelvin became a name uh, – for good in the history of Patriots annals, fumbling the kickoff, allowing Brady to throw those two touchdowns to Ben Watson. I was, uh, Andy, you weren't there in Cleveland for the Brady return week five, were you? No. And I think that changes it that it was a road game. Had that been a home game? <clears throat> whew, that, oh, my that God. Yeah, would, but, but I'll tell both of you right now, I went there. It was one of my favorite scenes of all time. That, that was like 50% Pats fans at uh, whatever Riverfront, River Energy, whatever the first energy field in Cleveland. That was insane. That was an incredible take. But uh, 
Christian, I wanted to just confirm whether or not uh, I know you're going to be at the stadium on Sunday. I think the Patriots alumni has talked about how you're going to be one of the returning champs joining Tom uh, and many others on the field. But can you confirm or not whether Brady has actually reached out to you to see if you're good for 12 or 15 <laughs> plays when he comes into the game after Mac Jones gets knocked yeah, out? Yeah, no. That's a no. That's, that's an absolute no. I won't be not even close to that. Um no, man. Uh, I didn't, like to be honest with you. Like I haven't even paid attention to like what the actual like uh, Patriot, like because there's like the Patriot end festivities, and then there's like off the radar, uh, you know, former players only kind of like you know festivities that are going on. Guys that are coming into town, like nothing crazy. But and I've only really been involved in that side. Good. I haven't even like paid attention to what the actual Patriots. I've, I got some emails. I sort of got a bet. I deleted them. <laughs> you know, for the most part, because I just, I've never, it's never been like, I mean, this may sound, you know, jacked up, but it's never been like a, like a company line, right? It's always that group of guys, at least when I was there, they were always very, you know, listen, we, we, we get paid to do a job, but it was also very a tight knit connected. Um, I would say, you know, group of uh, players that were just, hey, listen, we know what the, what the boss wants us to do. But we also have a unique kind of like, uh, you know, club of our own where it's not necessarily done with, uh, you know, uh, you know, management co-signing on the things that we or we wouldn't do. You know what I mean? If I can. So I haven't been involved in the in the like the pat side of what's going on. We should probably go back and look at my trash folder and see, you know, what emails are there because they probably want some sort of credentials. <laughs> Probably should. You probably should. That's very Christian Fourier of you to delete those. Um, so, Christian, what? So, you were how many seasons did you play with Tom? Four. So, you played four seasons. Was there um, an evolution in your relationship with him? Like, how do you remember first meeting him, and where did your relationship go to from there? Um, the, uh, the the relationship was very. Listen, I didn't know anything about him. You know, I had been in the league. I was going on my eighth year. And I'd played with, uh, you know, other, I, you know, I just played with, you know, Warren Moon. I had a great relationship with him. So I kind of had an idea of what excellence was, you know. And, and I also had an idea of what crappiness was based <laughs> on the other quarterbacks that I played with. So Warren Moon was kind of my, like, ceiling. And as soon as I met him, I think the one thing that always stood out to me was just how, I just how he really just rolled into any situation regardless of where he was. He was able to sit with anybody, offense, defense. He just assimilated into any situation. He was never awkward. It was never uncomfortable. I've been in so many different situations with him where it was always like, dude, he's, this is going to be weird. And he just jumped right in. And a lot of it like had to do with kids and infants and you know those types of situations where he's the only guy there. And, and it's, it's just like nothing really affected him. How does he do know? that? Because how does he do that? Because he seems like a goofy white boy who grew up, you know, somewhat wealthy. Like, how does he? How does he assimilate with everybody from different races and positions and backgrounds? How does he do that? I, you know what? I remember seeing an old like NFL films of like the Forty ers and Joe Montana, and all the players <clears throat> that they interviewed were saying the exact same thing about Joe Montana. Huh. how he could sit with these guys and that guy. There was nobody that he couldn't interact with. Like, you know, there's nobody there. There wasn't like a, uh, whether it be age, uh, status, you know, uh, background, family life. There wasn't a situation that he couldn't at least go in 
And listen, and the one thing I would also say about him, which I think is very, very unique, I meet a lot of guys, you know, famous, accomplished guys, and, you know, you see them, and they just, they can't give you the time of day. Right? They're, they're talking with you, but they're looking right through you. Yep. And I've had that happen to me so many times, especially at the Super Bowl, right, because everyone thinks there's somebody there. And he has never done that. He's never yep. done that to anybody that I've introduced him to. He's never done it to anybody that I know somebody else introduced him to. So if you go to, like, a Super Bowl party and you go to this, you go to that, everybody wants to be around him. Everybody wants to talk to him. God bless him. Yep. He takes the time and he says hello. He says hi. You know, and then, you know, we let him go because we understand, like, what the situation But I can tell you, the two Super Bowls, like, me personally, I had so many of my high school friends and my parents and my brothers and my cousins, they all wanted to go up next to him. And, and he gave his time. Yep. Like, willingly. That, to me, is ultimately, like, what I really admire about him most is his willingness to kind of give his time to his friends' friends. Right? Like, if you – it just – it, it it really shouldn't be the case. You should be selfish. You should be you should be disconnected. You should be you know selfish. He's not. He's never ever 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 been selfish with his time ever. And I, and I don't that know what I can amazing. I can co-sign on that because I've seen it with a million reporters or just people making their way through the locker room. And I don't know if it's um, somewhat of an act or not. But when you have a one-on-one conversation with him, he looks you in the eye and he makes you think. Wow, he really cares what I'm saying right now. He's actually, he's not, like you said, I've been around a lot of people that are looking through you, past you, looking for a way to exit the interaction, Mm -hmm. and Brady has never done that. And I do think that's part of the the bond-building process when you always hear about, oh, they signed a new guy to the practice squad, and he immediately said his name and asked him about, you know, where he's from, or you played high school football here. Like, he has that ability, and I do think that matters, and I've never heard that about Joe Montana. That's interesting that arguably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time shared that skill. Well, I tell you what, it's, it's funny because I noticed it right away, and I can say, like, Orr Moon really wasn't like that. You know, he, he was, he was, he could get along, but it was different, you know. Um, and I, I remember, like, even while I was just saying, there was, like, different, like, clicks, and lots of teams are clicky. Um, you know, and it wasn't with him. And I will say, like, I've adopted that mentality with him because I remember feeling, like, so appreciative of him for doing that for, like, my cousin, you know, who's never been in a situation like this in his life. And, he will begin, you know, Bree would never in his life ever, you know, have an opportunity to do this. And he just, he, it, he was so accommodating. I was like, man, I literally try to do the same thing. If a kid comes in, if a parent comes in, if a cousin, like, I make sure whatever I'm doing, i like, you know, it's 30 seconds. It's a minute and a half. What, what do I care? You know, so I really try to be, do the same thing. It's not, a, it's not a different level, but it's still affecting somebody's life. And I think anyone who meets him comes away, walks away going, holy crap. You know, geez, this guy. So Tom Brady made you a better man. That's yeah, a no, story. he's a real, like, he, yeah, that's I would the whole say, thing. It's I would, not a facade. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Like, it seems so lame to say it out loud, <laughs> you know. But, Tom Brady you know, like, made me a better man. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It's like, and I also remember other kids, like, hearing other people talk about him. Like, wow, he didn't need to do that. I was like, geez, you know, that's pretty hard to do. Like, it just because it, people will ask me, hey, like, uh, hey, when's the last time we talked to him? I was like, dude, I don't even bother him. I don't bother him. You know, I don't want to ask him for anything. Like, I want nothing from him. 
you know, just like, and, and I just, because I know there's a line around the block for people right. like that. Yep. Oh, God, there always has to be, and, and there always will be, too. People that just, you know, I've never met the man in person, just interviewed him on the radio and, you know, waxed ecstatic about him on YouTube and social media for two decades. But, uh, you know, what What else could you possibly hope to get from him? You caught touchdowns. You went to Super Bowls together. You learned how to be a better guy, a better football player, a better, a better everything from him. And those are, those are just, like, many of the things that make for the Brady effect. Andy and I opened the show today sort of debating what is it uh, in all of those things, Christian? Is it his insane memory? Is it his psychotic competitive drive? Is it his willingness to outwork people? Is it that magnetism? Or is it just a combination of all those things that helped him transcend the sport and the position and become the greatest of all time? And it seems like the, the, the easy answer is the best answer, which is it's a little bit of everything. But you're giving credence to that that warmth and that magnetism as well. Part of me also thinks maybe that also lulls people into a false sense of security. Then he absolutely just drives one right between your ribs. Yeah, I think the, the uh, when I think about like things that impress me about him, um, uh, and now now he's not the only person that works hard. He's not right. the only person that sacrifices. He's not the only person that needs to. We all, if you play a long time, you have you you can't do it another way. I don't care how talented you are, it will catch up to you. If you stop working, if you stop, like you literally need to be obsessed, maniacal about your body, okay, your study habits, and like and specifically your body, because that's what goes first. And, and the season is so long. So, what I am most impressed with, um, amongst the other things, with his ability to continually keep his body and his mind at that high level for that long, which. I can tell you, 13 years, I was done at seven. Like, I was done at eight. I was like, man, <laughs> F this. Like, this, I was like, done. I was so done. It was so done. And I told you guys this story before because Warren Moon, the one thing he told me, he's like, listen, when you mentally and physically can't take it anymore, when you've had it, when you like, F it, I'm done, he's like, get two more years. And that's exactly what I did. You know, but he, but Brady, but able to, like, have that season end, either on a good note or a bad note, and then – convince yourself that okay it's um it's february i mean it's uh it's march 15th it's time to start at least you know flirting with getting in shape and then you know april in may and then june okay it's getting serious now july okay full go and then get through a season it really is whenever i look back on it it really is remarkable it's beyond remarkable not that he was as successful that he was able to like stay in it mentally and prepare and, like, because who wants to wake up and stretch? And, like, I got to work out again. Like, I'm 40. Like, who gives a crap? You know, he kept doing it. It is, it is amazing. Like, it just, that's, that's always what's, what has amazed me the most is that he was willing and capable of convincing himself to start over again and get back in shape. Nuts. Well, Chris, yeah, Christian, I know you, uh, as, as a member of the industry and the working media now here on uh, Boston Sports Original, you know the term, we're up against it. But I did want to ask you before we go, I mean, we could talk to you about, now you got me going on 2005 and what happened after oh, you guys. Oh, it's fun. Were... Isn't it fun? No, dude, I want to talk to you about Jacksonville, rolling Jacksonville on Willie McGinnis night and then getting out to Denver and how you got hosed out there and how pissed Brady must have been because that was the first playoff loss. You're... Uh, you know, I want to go all the Super Bowl memories and beyond. We could talk Colorado probably for two hours because yeah. holy smokes, what a Saturday that yeah. was. But um, 
I will be listening to Gresham Fourier all week for your thoughts on this, but just give me Christian Fourier's too quick, not too early look at how you think things may shake out uh, Sunday because we can't figure out if we're going to see uh, an absolute barn burner or a curb stomping. Yeah, yeah um, I don't think it's going to be a curb stomping. I don't. I don't think. I think it's always surprised me the first game of the season. Nobody's seen anything. They're they're not game planning for anything. I would say the Patriots have the advantage though because. The Philadelphia Eagles offense is pretty much set. They have tons of film to watch. Nobody has a clue. Has a clue what they're going to get from the from the Patriots offense. That's kind of where I thought you know Colorado had the advantage on TCU was that they nobody knew what the hell they were going to do. Nobody knew what these guys were going to do. So I think this is going to be a close game, and you hope they're going to win it. But man, I don't know. I, I can't pick a winner yet. But it ain't going to be a curb stopping. This will go down to the wire. It's going to be on some rookie kicker. Well, I don't. I don't. They're not going to. They're not going to get pushed around. I mean, it, it may be. I just don't see them losing by twenty-one points for not a chance in hell. Are they going to get curb stopped? Yeah. See, I, I, I'm with see you, that. Christian. Sounds like you'll be hosting the uh, the midday portion of Moral Victory Monday next Monday on <laughs> w, on the Patriots Monday. One of your old favorites. I hope not. We'll see. But I'll see you down All at the right. stadium on Sunday, Christian. Thanks for sharing some memories uh, on Labor Day. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you, Christian. Go to Rambo. Bye. Later. You're the best. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was Christian Fourier. Nothing uh, is over nothing. Exactly. Hey, Murdoch, I'm coming to get you. Christian Fourier from the Midday Program joining us here on Fitzy and Hart on Labor Day Monday morning. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this puppy here. Final thoughts from Fitzy and Hart before we set you free unto the rest of your Labor Day. And, of course, we get our Six Rings Week rolling getting ready for Brady's return, Pat Siegels, and so much more here on WEI. Same exact play again. Edelman over the middle. Second and three. Down the field. The Tom Coughlin, who was 65 when he beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 46. And there it is. The dynasty continues. The CBS call of Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, the only Super Bowl I was lucky enough to go to. Thank goodness I actually saw a win. Wasn't the greatest game, but it was good enough for me. 13-3 final. Brady to Gronk on the old Hosswide juke play, Andy, to take it to the two. Sony Michelle punches it in. Gilmore with the pick. Guskowski nails the 41-yarder, and the rest is history. Uh, six Super Bowls, nine appearances, 20 awesome years. Yes, it's going to be a lot of this this week because we're getting excited for Tom Brady's return. Of course, we're getting excited for Eagles, Patriots as well. Love hearing our guy Fourier. And if you missed our chat with Christian, it'll be up on the Six Rings and Football Things feed very soon. But, of course, you can use the Odyssey app to rewind and go back and hear it. Fourier texted me and said, I could do that stuff all day. That's his kind of sports radio. That's my kind of sports radio. Just candid stories and memories about what made someone great, what you did together. Like, those bonds, they last forever. And I, I could do that kind of stuff forever, too, Andy. As much as we, as much as there is to discuss now and analyze and opinionate on, like, oh, you New Englanders, that's all you're going to have. You're going to live in the past forever. I, it was such a good past. There's still so much to unpack and share, people. Glory days. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the one Springsteen song, you know, yes. Yeah. No, born in the USA. I got a couple. Um, yeah, because Fitzy and Mego had to remind him of you. 
No, those <laughs> are the two of I those knew. Songs. Those are the two I knew. The next yes. one was what? Baby, I was born to run. That one I mm-hmm. didn't realize mm-hmm. I knew, but I kind of knew. Um, no, and, and that is, this is going to be the, the Oreo cream part of the sandwich here, right? The cookie. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in the transitional era, and they haven't made that difficult leap to the next era that an Aaron Rodgers did from Favre or a Young from, like, they didn't do that. So the reality is you're going to be one of those teams that is stuck reminiscing, honoring, buying jerseys of past stars because you're waiting for the next stars to develop. Because even in there, like we listen to those clips, yeah, it's Brady week, it's Brady's great, Brady's this. Well, Gronk and Edelman, like the the sidekick stars that were with him of the time, are also still better than anything you have. So, I mean, is it sad? Maybe. But you just said it. I mean, are we just going to fixate on we don't have a tight end? Why don't we just fixate on the fact that, okay, we had some great times and those were fun and let's tell some stories and look back on those games. It's, I mean, I, is there shame in it? I don't know the answer to that question. Is there shame, no shame in, in living in the past? I, I don't know. Well, we're not living in the past. We carry this rich past with us. Some people say you have to let it go the minute it's done. It's lived when it's been inhabited. You're supposed to shed it, molt it, and move on. I, I, I try not to to bask in it or be excessively nostalgic but at the same time you know we we learn from it it forms us it molds us and uh, we it, it, especially at a time like this when we did never actually get the proper thanks farewell look he knows how we feel about him he probably knows how we feel about he all that it's it the love the admiration the appreciation gratitude is is mutually reciprocal i i we don't need to we re, do we really need this no but at the same time is it going to be great? Yes. And like I said, I hope it is the cathartic, not slamming shut, if you will, but sort of like the beginning of wrapping up all of that appropriately and maybe, just maybe, positively transitioning for the Patriots to whatever this next chapter will be. Maybe Mac Jones finally shows out and he's the guy and this is it and we're on to great new horizons, frontiers, and victories. Maybe not. I guess that's why they'll play the games. I guess that's why we'll be doing Six Rings podcasts all week. I guess that's why you're not going to want to miss Patriots Monday on a Tuesday with multiple interviews, all the day parts all week long. It is going to be an absolute deluge of coverage, videos, appreciation, montages, and more. I personally am not going to be able to get enough, and I can't imagine you will too, Andy. Any final thoughts before we wrap this puppy up? I am uh, very excited about this week, genuinely. I know people think I'm a cynic. But you have Tom Brady and the greatness that is that and honoring of that. And then you have a great opener to find out who you are and what this season might look like. If you can't get excited about this week, maybe you should uh, go watch the Red Sox. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking (laughs) of which, they'll come up later today here on the Shaw's Red Sox Radio Network. Pre-game show at 3 o'clock. But next, we will pass the baton to KJ and Lions here on Boston Sports Original 93.7. FMWEI. Good job, Andy. Thanks very much to Shane Donaldson, Christian Fourier, Joe Braverman, and all of you guys for sharing a part of your Labor Day Monday with us. Rejoice, Pets fans. Tom Brady week is here, and the opener isn't far behind it as well. doesn't come along too often, so enjoy every minute of it while you can. Let's go, Pats, and have yourself a great rest of your holiday, folks. See ya. See ya. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.